You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's covering everything about Nick's upcoming season of The Bachelor. Now the man with all your spoilers and behind-the-scenes juice in Bachelor Nation. Here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number nine. I am your host, Reality Steve. This is... Well, it's the Reality Steve podcast, hence the reason I am hosting. This is number nine, which means we've had eight before us. They've all gone pretty well. Um, I expect this to be another interesting and good show for you. Up first, we have former Bachelor, two-time Bachelor contestant, Casey now Gaston. She used to be Casey Bogeski, but she is now married. She is Casey Gaston. She was on Ben Flanick season. And you remember her from a brief appearance on Sean's season. And then after Casey, we will have a Dr. Reality Steve call from Amanda from Chicago, who recently had her fiance cancel their wedding. And not only that, also ended their relationship. So stick around to the end of the Casey interview to hear what's going on with Amanda in Chicago. It is an interesting story to say the least. Okay, let's just get to our guest. You remember her from Ben Flanick's season of The Bachelor, then her brief appearance the following season with Sean Lowe. She is the artist formerly known as Casey B, but now happily married and is Casey Gaston. Casey, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, Steve. Now, Casey B is this funny thing since, yeah, there was another Casey on your season, Casey Steamer, but not one, she spelled it completely differently than you. And two, long after Ben's season, people were always still referring to you as Casey B. So what does the now Casey G think of always having been referred to as Casey B? Well, you know, it's funny is in college, in our group of friends, there were actually three Casey's. So I had always been Casey B. And whenever I went on the show, I was like, yes, I will just be Casey to the world. This will be amazing. And then I became Casey B again. And it still has it stuck. And, you know, like whenever I got married, it was hard on my social media to even change it because I was like, well, people still know who Casey Gaston is without the B. So, yeah. I mean, still to this day, if people see me, they say, oh, it's Casey B. So it's, it's going to stick for sure. Do you still get it a lot? I mean, in terms of yeah. just the show? getting noticed and stuff people wanting to talk about it yeah it's weird you would think but i get it now watching other seasons i'm like oh yeah that's that you know whoever and i feel like i know them so now i feel like i get it but it is it was weird for a while well we will definitely get to uh talking about next season and your and your thoughts on that but let's let's go back to your time on ben's season you might have told the story on the show i forgot how did you getting cast come about? Were you nominated by friends or family or did you apply yourself? And did you tell this story on the show? I can't remember. Um, I don't think I did. I actually um, had a friend and we were watching Allie's season that summer and she was like, you need to do this. So as a joke, I remember getting online and like looking up how to do it, but I don't ever really remember submitting an application. And then a couple, like a month later, I got an email from the casting director, and I was like, oh, this is such a joke. This is funny. And then it was real, and I just thought the whole casting process was a joke because I was like, there's no way I'm going to end up on this show. I don't even remember submitting myself to the show. So it had to be your friend that eventually, the one that told you must have been the one that sent it in and nominated yeah. you. Okay. So... The funny thing about your season is, in terms of the most recent Bachelor season, I'm talking probably the last seven or eight, you realize you guys were the only ones to only get one episode in L.A. before traveling started. As after the first night rose ceremony, you guys were done. You guys, you know, Sonoma, and then off to San Francisco, then Utah. Were you all surprised by that? And maybe did you want the standard three to four episodes in L.A.? Or at that point, you were like, wow, this is new. Um. No, I was totally fine with leaving right away because whenever I went back for Sean's season and we had to stay at the house for a couple of weeks, yeah. I really realized why some of these girls looked crazy. I mean, being stuck in that house, maybe not even getting to leave it ever 
would drive a person insane. Yeah, no. So I happily traveled from day one. And, you know, like whenever I watch it, it is weird to see them stay in the same place now. I Because with my experience, we traveled so much, I expect that everybody else would get to do that. Yeah, it is kind of weird. I mean, I, we know that Ben was from up north, but it is kind of weird to look at it now and think, well, why haven't they done that since then? I mean, there's been, I think, five seasons since Ben, and every single one of the um, seasons has had at least three. For Bachelor, it's usually three or four episodes in L.A. before the travel starts. So I've always thought that was weird. I don't know why they did it for Ben's and and have never done it since. So maybe, maybe yeah. it's coming up in the future. I don't know. But so the show is airing, and you immediately became a fan favorite because I think I think a lot had to do with the fact that you were the first one-on-one of the season. Um, ben really took to you. Do you remember at the time the response you got once the date aired and what it was like? Um, it was really strange how quickly people would recognize you um, and want to talk about it. Like from... You know, I think after week one, um, and I think my one-on-one date aired the same night as the national championship. And I remember one of the producers calling me and saying, you are trending on Twitter with the national championship right now. Yeah. Which I thought was so bizarre that people would react like that. But I, I really was like pleasantly surprised that people were so warm and welcoming um, and how much they don't see of you, but yet they like you so quickly oh yeah no i mean we know that you know your date with ben uh, that day in san francisco or sonoma was you know x amount of hours long and we get 15 minutes of it you know and they're gonna they're gonna focus on the key parts and whatnot but when you look back at your season the social media aspect of it obviously has changed because i believe your season twitter was still kind of roughly in its early stages and Instagram definitely wasn't around in, in 2011. No. So knowing then what you know now, how, how different do you think your spirit experience would have been if you were able to get more instant public feedback? Like the second your date is over and looking at your Twitter mentions and Instagram mentions, how do, how do you think you would have handled it now? Um, I did a little bit of that and it definitely, I think you have to have thick skin because no matter how many good compliments you get, you're going to get some bad ones. And those are the ones you remember. So I don't know if it, I feel kind of bad for some of these girls because everybody has an opinion now. And I think it would have been a little harder for me to have seen all of those opinions. I remember like reading all these nice ones and then there was one mean one. And that's the one I remembered. It's just crazy how it, it affects the whole experience each week based on what other people think about you. Yeah, and I think that going back to, you know, 2011 when your season aired, or maybe it was the beginning, you filmed in 11 and it started airing in in January of 12, or maybe it was end of 10 and beginning of 11, I can't remember. Um, But I think that it's it's something to where, yeah, it was still back then not as social media savvy, this show, in terms of, how much attention was being given to it on Monday nights and trending and all that stuff. I mean, it just seems yeah. like now we're looking at almost a completely different animal. And this was just five years ago that you. Yeah. You and, you know, it. whenever I was on there, we weren't allowed to have social media. We had to freeze all of our accounts until after the show aired. So, you know, any followers you got were after that but now watch all these girls and they're on social media the entire time and I'm like what we weren't allowed to do that you know and it's crazy to see how many followers they get and the responses they get just immediately oh and the the money that can be made from it I mean that was unheard of back in your season nobody nobody was making money even even when you were allowed to turn your social media back on back then it wasn't like you guys were capitalizing on um, product placement Mm -hmm. I don't I don't think right no. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had the fear of God instilled in us yeah. back then. Yeah. Before, you know, it was like, don't say anything. And, you know, I think that they did a really good job of that back then. But then they realized the advantage of social media, so they embraced it. And that really has been beneficial to all of these new contestants. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, you're you're obviously in a different place now. You're married with a child. Uh, but yes. is it still possible – 
to go back to that time in 2011 and think, yes, I could have seen myself marrying Ben, or now in 2017, is it like kind of all a blur? I mean, obviously you're happily married, you have a child, like it's 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 not something you ever think about, but can you put yourself back in that time frame and be like, yeah, I could have, I think I could have married him, or you look at it now and just like, no, I. That's such a funny, um, you know what? I think whenever, after I left the show, it took me about two weeks for me to go, oh yeah, no, that wouldn't have worked out at all. Um, but in the moment I felt like I wanted to, but it quickly faded once you got back into real life and you kind of do your normal life and you're like, yeah, I don't think we would have fit together doing our day to day things. But the fantasy of like moving to San Francisco and all of that stuff sounded so great. Um, just as it would to anybody, but, and, and I laugh at that you ask me that because the thought of that even being a possibility now just seems so crazy. And the fact that I thought that we were super compatible, um, it's just, it feels like a joke. Yeah. No, no, it's not. It just seems like it is. Yeah. And, and you're not the only, I mean, you're certainly not the only contestant that feels this way. I mean, I'm sure most girls that aren't chosen in the end and, they watch it back and they see it and then years down the road, whether you're married or not. I mean, I'm sure if I asked somebody from your season that's currently single, they would probably say oh, yeah. the same thing. Like, oh, gosh, no, that's just not – it's just not possible. You're, you're just – you know, we talk about it all the time and I mention all the time this this bubble that, you, that you're in and – yeah. You know, alcohol is flowing and you're constantly being asked about your feelings every single day and your sole for, focus is on – one person, yeah, you're going to start believing that this is the person you're supposed to marry, and then you get thrown out of that bubble. You're like, well, wait a second. What what just happened to me? What happened to my life when I was on that show? It's just a, yeah. it's just not it, – it's hard to explain I to say, people, I guess, that I haven't been on it, but you've been on it. Explain. Yeah. Well, it's so funny. It's like a fairy tale Stockholm Syndrome is what it is. You're yeah. basically falling in love with your captor who's the bachelor or bachelorette. <laughs> And then you get out in the real world and you're like, oh, no, I really I guess I really didn't like them like that. But because they were the only person I thought I could like, I really thought I liked them. Yeah, no, it makes it makes sense. So you get married in 2014. Your son, Ranger, I believe, is 18 months, maybe or coming up on. 18? Okay. He's almost 17 months. So, OK, he's, we're, we're knocking on two way quicker than I realized. Wow. The terrible two is coming up. Get ready. Um, I know. Uh, kind of generic, but how has mommy mommy life been for you? Oh, it's way better than I could have expected. Um, I've always thought, you know, I knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom because my mom was, and I kind of felt that's what I wanted. Um, and so, you know, there's that part of you that's like, well, will I be bored like I hear other moms say? But to be honest, for me, this is like the perfect life. I mean, I don't get bored with him every day. He's so sweet. Just like the love that you can have for a person that when you first meet him, you don't know him, but you just love him unconditionally. And just to watch a person grow and develop and you get to be a part of that. I mean, it's just one of the most amazing things I've ever experienced and we'll keep experiencing forever. Now, how did you meet your husband? How did you meet Rusty? Totally random. Um, there's this restaurant in town called Tavern, and we actually sat next to each other at the bar. I was with a girlfriend. He was with a friend of his. I was swearing off guys to my girlfriend, and his friend had found out his girlfriend was cheating on him. And whenever my food came, he was like, "What? what is that to the bartender? And I said, oh, they're the beef brisket tacos. And you better bet we served those at our wedding. <laughs> and he was like, oh, Hi. So we chit chatted and, um, he planned on, he paid for my meal and I was like trying to get out of there and he had planned on being gone whenever I asked for my check, but he was there and we ended up having lunch the next week and we're together ever since. Well, that's an interesting story. Now, was he at all familiar with the past or did he Google you or would he have any clue who he was dealing with at the time? He didn't. Um, and I guess at some point we had gone to a Christmas party like a week or two later and one of his friends recognized me and he was like, Hey, you know who that is? He was like, no. And that's when he Googled me and figured it out. So, okay. So your first couple but, dates, he had no idea who he was sitting across from. 
And you, right. ne- and you never brought it up? You never said, oh, by the way, you might eventually learn no. this about me. I was... No, I kind of waited till to see how long it took him to figure it out. Oh. And then, um, and still he never was like, hey, I figured out you were on that show. I mean, it just kind of, I ended up finding like my picture, my casting photo and his photos. And I was like, oh, so I guess, you know, and he was like, yeah, but Did he it's he... not like he saw any of the old episodes or anything. He just knew I had done that. And that was it. Now, once you were together at any point during your dating, has he gone back and seen it? Has he watched the episodes or no? No, he was like, I have no desire to go back and do it. And we were dating when Sean's season aired, but we never watched any of it. Oh, okay. Oh, you didn't even watch Sean's season that you were on. No. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? It's funny because, and we'll get to it a little bit later. I wanted to bring that up. It's it's almost like... uh, it's almost like you never appeared on Sean's season. Like it was just kind of so it was. random. And it just, it's, I don't think anyone really, I mean, the diehards remember that you went on Sean's season, but I don't think yeah. the average fan remembers. What's funny is season. I don't really remember <laughs> yeah. doing it either, to be honest. <laughs> um, I remember the first season way better, way more than doing Sean's season. Yeah. Um, you know, I was going over the list just in my head of your girls from Ben's season. And there's, I mean, there's been a lot of marriages. I mean, I, just off the top of my head, you, Blakely, Jamie Otis. I know Nikki Sterling got married or she's engaged or is she married. Do you know? No, she kind of fell off the face of the earth. Oh, okay. I think I heard she got married because she's a Dallas girl and I thought I heard something yeah. locally that she got married. But um, then, of course, recently, my favorite, Emily O'Brien, is now off the market. But do you keep in touch with any of them still? Yes. So I still talk to Jacqueline Schwartz. And mm-hmm. if we're in the same city, we meet up and um, Monica Spambauer. And of course, you know, thanks thanks to social media, you can keep up with everybody and um, know what's going on without having to, you know, make sure that you keep up yeah. for phone, from phone calls and texts and stuff. Did you, I'm just looking at that list. I know Blakely has a child, but do any, mm-hmm. do any of the other ones have children? Now that I think about it, I know that um, what's her name? Sean. There's one other one. Sean used to be formerly Sean Reynolds. Shauna. Shauna Reynolds. Oh yeah, I still keep up with Shauna. She was just here in the spring, and I saw her. She's had two kids since then. Okay. Two little girls. Okay. So a lot of marriages, but haven't produced uh-huh. too many children from your season. Few at babies. Least, at least not, yeah, yeah, just a few. Um, so tell, what have you been up to since? I mean, other than being a, mo- a mother, um, what have you been up to since your since your seasons? Well, I moved to Nashville, so I get to live in the most popular city in America right now, yeah. where everybody wants to live, which has been awesome to watch it grow since I was from close to Nashville. Um, so, I mean, I've been hanging out meeting friends. My husband's in the music business, so we get to I get to partake in a lot of the concerts and award shows and that kind of stuff. And then um, I had dabbled with a blog for a little bit. And um, then, you know, having a son and trying to manage all that just really wasn't quite what I was anticipating. So I'm going to relaunch it in the next two weeks with a facelift and everything. So I'm super excited about that. Is it going to be like a lifestyle mommy blog? So is um uh, now that you mentioned that it just brought up something else I wanted to ask you. Please tell me you either watch Nashville or have been seen in like background. Have you seen any filming? Have you been in any episodes where you're just kind of in the crowd or anything like that? Knowing that you your know, husband's I haven't in the music been, industry, but man, when they film that, it's all over town, and a lot of times they park close to our house. Um, but uh-huh. you'll see them filming around town. Do you watch especially it? downtown? Um, and one of the houses is down the street from ours, the Luke Wheeler house. Is, both of them actually are. The Raina James and Luke Wheeler house are close to ours. So it's fun to like know where everything is, but no, I've, I've never been in the background. Do, do you watch it? Um, I haven't since they switched it over to CMT. I probably should, oh. um, but oh, it's okay. only been on a week or two. But yeah. I, it, it is, Nashville's kind of similar to that. There are definitely aspects of it that they have honed in on for sure. Have you been to the Bluebird? Of course. Oh, okay. It is one of my favorite places, to be honest. Yeah, I've heard that that place, especially when Nashville is filming there, that place gets pretty nuts. And it is a place where up-and-coming artists really do go to play their music. It's not just created for storyline purposes either. Correct? Yeah. Okay. 
It um, is. It's awesome. And if you hit get some songwriters that have really hit written some hits in there and there, man, when you know the songs and the atmosphere, it's just it is great. It is one of the coolest things in this hole in the wall bar that you've ever done. And Nashville is so popular now because it seems like this past weekend every girl from previous seasons all decided to hang out there you've got some of nick's girls that were all there this weekend with vanessa and danielle and christina and then um there were also a group of bachelor in paradise girls that were there, yeah. um with uh, amanda stanton and lace and lauren bushnell they were all there this weekend so oh everyone's going i wonder if they right. ever at all any point all met up because that would have been pretty you know that would have been a good like Twelve of them, right there in one place. Well, I, I will give you a little uh, inside scoop from what Reality Steve knows. The answer to that question would be yes. Yes, they, they did. But they didn't they, post they, it, did they? Yeah, they did not post it. But was there a meeting between those two camps? Yeah, they uh, they definitely ran into there each had other. To have been. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about next season. Uh, I know you're watching, but choosing to remain unspoiled, which is fine. So, what are your thoughts so far? Who who are your favorites? Who do you like? Um, so my favorites are, um, I really like both Danielle's, the Danielle L that had the date last week and then Danielle M who had the first one-on-one small story. And I've shared this with you, Danielle M and I actually did a photo shoot about two and a half, three years ago. And the first episode, I was like, I know that girl. How do I know her? When have I ran into her? And it took me like two weeks to figure out that's how I knew her, but she was super sweet. Um, and then I also like Vanessa, the Canadian, and oh, Sarah. And Sarah. Which one? Sarah? I know there's a Sarah on this season. Um, She's the um, oh, the kindergarten teacher. Or oh, the, she hasn't really she gotten a lot of camera time. Night. How does she stand out to you? Kind of a bob cut, real yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. She just hasn't had a lot. I mean, she hasn't had a one-on-one. She hasn't really stuck out Mm-mm. in a group date, so I didn't know what brought you to but she stands out to me oh, okay. so those are go. my favorites so far hopefully you know i'll get my top four <laughs> um another thing about danielle m that i didn't know until the night of the second episode airing like during during her episode her first one-on-one of the season people were tweeting at me that she was in a cole swindell video like the main girl in a cole swindell video that was released last year and I don't listen to country music. I didn't know who Cole Swindell was. I think I'd heard the name, but I don't know any of his songs. But they were like, oh, yeah, this is the girl that from the Cole Swindell video. And I pulled it up, and she's like the featured girl, like the girl that he's chasing the whole video. Did you know that? That's what Nashville will get you. You can do anything here. Yeah. No, I was going to say. like that's I Music guess videos, they love casting for The Bachelor from here. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Um, so let's let's get to the topic of the season, which is Corinne. And I think I think you're you're somebody that um is good to talk to about this because in your season we had the whole Courtney Robertson thing where you've got this person who is saying and doing things that are kind of off-putting to some of the other girls, but it's not necessarily like I want you to compare and contrast what you're seeing with Corinne versus what you dealt with with Courtney. Well, I, I feel like Courtney kind of got a bad rap, um, and just you know, and the situation wasn't kind of her real self, but. This Corinne just, I I honestly don't know if I could stay on the show if she kept being there. Like, I feel sorry for these girls right now. I think she's completely delusional. I think the fact that she's willing to announce that she still has a nanny is beyond me. Um, You know, Courtney may have said some things that, like, rubbed people the wrong way, but she didn't sleep through rose ceremonies and pool parties and, you know, hump him in a... Bounce house. bounce house. I mean, there's just so many things she's done that I'm just so off put by and in everybody's face. To where, you know, like Courtney and Ben skinny dipped, but nobody knew about it. And that's honestly way better than it being in everybody's face. Yeah. And yeah, that it was found out after the fact. I don't think uh I think when this was all going down, I remember hearing word that when that first promo for your season aired and they showed Ben and Courtney skinny dipping 
the reaction from the rest of the cast was, well, wait a second. That happened? <laughs> like, yeah. we had no idea. <laughs> um, Not a clue. And, Which and, was great. <laughs> yeah, and I think what you say about Courtney, it seemed like a lot of the stuff that Courtney says, or so Courtney said, was in ITMs where, again, you weren't, you don't see the other girls' ITMs until the show airs, as opposed to Corinne, who is saying a lot of stuff in ITMs, but she's also saying a lot of stuff in front of everybody, and it's it's blatantly obvious. Yeah, and you know what? Like the fact that she tries to play the innocent card just blows my mind because I really think she thinks she's not doing anything wrong, and. I was telling my husband last night because he came in. He was like, oh, you've been watching The Bachelor. What do, you, what do you need to say? I was like, she is the master manipulator. She has watched every other season and watched all these girls, and she realizes what she needs to do and is going to do it and doesn't care. Yeah. I was like, she has pegged how to do it. And like playing the victim and talking to Nick first before somebody else can, it's just crazy. Yeah, and I think that it's – it's interesting because when when you're talking about villains and you're talking about what people do on the show, there's obviously levels of whatever you want to call villainous. I think there was people like people like a Corinne. See, I think I think someone like Corinne is much more like a Tierra, who you were familiar with briefly. Yes. Than she is like a Courtney, who was more. Courtney was very standoffish. I think Courtney, even in her book, self admittedly admitted, like I'm just not friends with a lot of women i don't i don't do well in a woman group setting so i did the show wasn't cut out for her to make friends with everybody else but right corinne and tiara i see in the same light even though they're all considered villains i think corinne and tiara is different than a courtney agree i agree yes yeah i think i think they that corinne is thriving in this setting because it's a bunch of women that she knows she can rub the wrong way yeah, and I think that there's – we know how tricky the editing can get, and we know that there is you know, what they call Franken-biting. Well, they'll take sentences from something you said in week one and combine it with something you said another time to form a completely different sentence that you never actually said those words consecutive in succession. But with Corinne, it's very obvious to see there's no Franken-biting with her. Everything we see is coming straight out of her mouth. And oh yeah, and there's no voiceovers. Um, so it's 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 a different kind of villain. And um, like I said, this is one we've never seen before. I feel like this yeah. is not a Chad, you know, where he's just you know Mad crazy. I mean, like she's manipulative. Oh and yeah, crazy. Yeah, and you know, I mean, there are, there are things that obviously are are producer prodded i mean why does she get a bounce house and no one else got to use the bounce house why does she get a whipped cream bottle and no one else got to use a whipped cream bottle i mean it's her mom i don't know if you saw this but her mom went on tmz and did a minute and a half rant about the show and the show is so fake and it's just like look and her mom's saying like do you really think that a whipped cream bottle just happened to be there it's like no mom we get that the bottle was there because it was what was supposed to happen but your daughter still chose to spray it on herself. It has nothing to do with why it was there. She still chose to use yeah. it. She could have just said, I'm, I'm not going to do that, you know, but she did. Or take off her top in the pool whenever exactly. she wasn't prompted to. Exactly. And whether or not, even if a producer said, Corinne, I think something really cool to be doing in the state, you should take your top off. Even if a producer told her to do it, you still have the ability to tell somebody no. And, yeah. And she knows that by doing the stuff that she's either being told to do or suggesting that she does – she knows it's going to get camera time, and she knows people are talking about her. And if if you want to live by the mantra that, you know, any publicity is good publicity, then I guess Corinne is doing exactly what she set out to do. But in the meantime, I think she's 24, 25 years old. She's young. I don't think she gets it yet. And I think when she looks back on this, however many years from now, she's going to realize that was dumb. I, uh, yeah. I, I can't imagine that she's... She I, right now she's in the moment. She's getting a lot of publicity. She's probably eating it up, but she's going to realize eventually that yeah. one day her kids will not. She won't want her kids to see this. Yeah. She'll be like, "You can never Google my name on <laughs> Yeah, no, I, there's there's absolutely no doubt about that. Um, the group date this week uh, was on a farm. They did a bunch of gross stuff, 
and, and I was thinking back to your season. You guys had more of fun type group dates. You snow skied down the streets of San Francisco. You had a baseball game in in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. but you did have a group date in Utah. I can't remember if you were on it. That wasn't the most glamorous, right? You guys were. We are. We went fly fishing and did horseback riding, which wasn't awful. Okay, so that's not awful. The fly fishing may have <laughs> been like just standing in water. It might have been like, Ugh, I don't really want to yeah, do this. Yeah, it was but, cold. But other than that, you know, I mean, I wasn't having to shovel poop. Yeah, I mean, how do you think you would have acted in a situation like that on that group date? Obviously, Corinne was completely different than the other eleven girls in the way she responded, but. When you're in a situation like that, how do you think you would have reacted on that group? You know what? I think there were because I watched all these girls walk and they're like, oh, my God, a baby cow. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I probably would have done that, too, because in your mind, you have to, like, put yourself in a positive situation no matter what it is. And, you know, I think we did that shark diving date group date and i was like yes we're diving with sharks to where ordinarily if you were like hey you want to go dive with sharks tomorrow i'd be like yeah i'm i'm good i probably will just lay on the beach again but you know you're like just extra ecstatic about it yeah so i would have like chalked it up and done it and i would have poop scoops and poop and been fine with it you know i would have been like as long as it's for nick it's okay (laughs) but to go and sit off on your own would not have been an option like you just kind of have to but see, you remember that Tierra did that with ever, you know, apparently Corinne was going to have to go to the hospital last night because of her circulation almost cutting off. And yeah. that's what Tierra did with that polar bear plunge. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I mean, I've kind of just, like I said, forgotten about the whole Sean season. You only got, I would think, what, three episodes in or whatever well, it was? Yeah, I watched it after I got off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I think... It's just so obvious. Like, we know, especially someone like Corinne, who has obviously watched the show, she's well aware of what's going on, that you're going to get put on dates that aren't the most comfortable, and it's the whole point to see how women react. And they knew exactly how Corinne was going to react on that date, and that's probably why they put her on it. It just, it's it's a given. And, you know, she... Though I wish Corinne would have ran into his ex-girlfriend because that would have been pretty funny too. I don't think she would have reacted very well to that either. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, have you ever had any interaction with Nick? Obviously, there was never any season overlapping between you two. But do you no, know him? No, but ever I will say my husband was a big fan of his after Caitlin's season because he that was the first season he had ever watched, and he loved Nick. Really? And um, I think we were in Chicago once. He was like, "Oh my gosh, if we run into Nick, that would be pretty cool." which is hilarious to hear from my husband of all people. Um, but no, we unfortunately never ran into him in Chicago. Okay. Well, um, I'm just trying to think of anything in terms of the episode from Monday that stood out uh, other than obviously Corinne, the group date. Uh, oh, what'd you think of Raven and the whole uh, bowling or not bowling, roller skating and stuff like that? Did you like Raven? That was and sweet. That was a total hometown type date, which I thought was cute and I, I really do like her i mean she's from the south so I, I get her but um i thought it was sweet and i thought her getting to meet his family was a big deal oh yeah you know that the other girls definitely won't like that but and it kind of it, it kind of if you want to compare it it's kind of like your first one-on-one it was very hometownish yep. you didn't do anything totally extravagant i mean they they went they watched a soccer game they went bowling or I keep saying bowling <laughs> they went roller skating and then they went to a museum like it was just it was pretty i mean granted the museum was rented out to them and they got to roller skate around in it but um but just the average day portion of their date was very i guess similar to your first one-on-one yeah very, which makes it more real yeah um and i guess that makes it easier to picture yourself with that person whenever it's a reality type date and not something super extravagant that you know you probably won't do again yeah totally understandable so let's get to america's favorite game show we're going to wrap this up with what i call rapid 10 we've played this three times i've done it with every guest and it's just some rapid fire questions at you some will be really short answers and some you know might require a little bit more of an explanation but are you ready for rapid 10 casey bring it on okay question number one you were once a bat- a baton twirler at the University of Tennessee. In all the performances that you did, did you ever drop it? If so, how many yes. times? 
If so, what? How many times did you drop at a, at a major um, event? Like? Yes. For a baton twirler, that's not a huge deal because, I mean, you're not going to have 100% accuracy, right? So um, I'd probably say maybe five times on the field. Oh, okay. But it's not a big deal. Oh, it isn't? Oh, you're okay. a tiny little person in a very big field. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, if you picked up a baton right now, would you be able to do it? Oh, okay. So just Definitely. one of those things never goes away? Yeah. It's okay. like riding bike. Okay. Question number two. Sonoma, San Francisco, Salt Lake City, San Juan, Panama, Belize, all places you visited during Ben's season, what is the one place that you would have the least interest in ever visiting again? Puerto Rico. Gotcha. Just wasn't what you expected it to be. No, you know, we did that baseball game there and it, we were like on school buses getting there. So it wasn't like the most glamorous. Oh yeah. Um, I have been back since and we did old San Juan, which was pretty, but like whenever you say Puerto Rico, you think of like the airport and it wasn't as nice and there were tons of bugs and yeah. Ah, okay. Question number three. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with mommy brain now that you have an 18th month old. What, yeah. what is the one thing that you think you forget now more than anything? Oh, there's a lot of things. I actually have a pretty good memory, but I'm horrible with names. And I've never been great with them, but I'm like 10,000 times worse now. So you're good with keys? Like, I remember oh, yeah. when my sister was pregnant or right after she had my niece and nephew, it was always like nonstop. Where are my keys? It's, it was just, it, she never knew where her keys were. Well, you know what? It's, it's, you know, this lovely invention, you know, the keyless start has oh, yeah. really probably saved me from that. Now, I have left my phone a few times. I guess I should probably say that. Believe it or not, I can leave my phone a few places. <laughs> okay, question number four. Um, Bachelor in Paradise was not around when you were fresh off the show. But back, Correct. back when you were single, do you think and did you ever con- seriously consider going on Bachelor Pad? No, I almost did the physical for it once, and then I decided I definitely wasn't going to do it. Okay. All right. Simple. Question number five. Um, do you still know the fight song to the University of Tennessee, and will you sing it? Or at least tell, oh tell, us, tell us a couple bars <laughs> We of were it. actually singing it all day yesterday. My son was completely enthralled with it. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. It's like his favorite song. He cried when we left the park, and I sang it, and he stopped. But you don't really want me to sing. I mean, well, yeah. I'm a horrible singer. No, I you don't need probably... to sing it. Give us a few. Like, I don't even know what, like, what are some of the lines in it? Um, good old Rocky Top. Woo! Rocky Top, Tennessee. How can we not? How can we, I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's of all the colleges, especially if you're a big college football fan like I am, it's probably one of the most recognizable fight songs, if not the most in all of college, so good. Rocky Top. I agree. There's Rocky but Top. I'm partisan. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, question number six. What is your biggest cheat meal or cheat snack? One junk food you cannot stay away from. Chips. Which kind? Any any kind, but like my, my favorite are sour cream and cheddar chips. Ruffles? Or chips and salsa. Ruffles, sour cream and cheddar? Or is it any, mm-hmm. any sour cream? Yes, okay. the ruffles, the classic ruffle. Okay, question. I could eat that make myself sick. <laughs> question number seven, and we kind of touched on this earlier, but were you actually on Sean Lowe's season? Now, I mean, looking <laughs> looking back on it now, does it seem silly that you went back on, or are you okay with it? And it's just like, all right, whatever. But uh, what was your thought process process of going back on? I mean, did I go back on? Yeah, that's right. We still haven't established that you were actually back on. Maybe there's video proof somewhere, but, uh, yeah. That's the question, I guess. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I did go back, and it was a very spur of the moment. I think I asked to go back, and I was on a plane within 12 hours. So you kind of get there, and you're like, oh, crap, what am I doing? Um, But round two is definitely different than round one when you know what to expect. Yeah. so do I wish I hadn't have done it? Yeah. Is it okay that I did it? Sure. Yeah. Like you said, nobody remembers. 
Um, question number eight. Can you give us a day in the life of Casey Gaston right now? Sure. Um, I get up at 4.38 and I what? do a 5 a.m. workout at Shed Fitness. Oh. And then I go home. Typically, I can shower before Ranger wakes up. And then we cuddle on the couch and he watches a cartoon. We eat breakfast. He naps between 9 and 11, so that means I can get stuff done. We eat lunch. We play. He naps again from 2 to 4. He gets up. We make dinner and play. Then he goes to bed. Now, fill in, like, lunches, you know, that we have with friends and all that kind of stuff. But that's the basic outline of how the day goes. You said you wake up at 4.38, so that's set every morning, 4.38. Pretty much. I do that about four days a week. I usually give myself one day off. Wow, that's impressive. 4.38, I am completely, that's about four hours before I wake up. And you're on the East Coast, so that's technically, you're waking up at my time, 3.38. So yeah, I'm five hours away from even <laughs> approaching what you're doing. You're getting, you're getting more done before, in your day before I even probably wake up. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I mean, I could be taking a nap by the time you wake up for no, my day. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Wow. Okay, question number nine. What is your favorite memory from the show? Whether it be I a particular date or up girls when or we were, When you alluded to it earlier, skiing down that street in San Francisco and thinking, nobody's ever done this. They're never going to do it again. And this is about the coolest thing I've ever done. Okay, question number 10. You are a very positive person following you on Twitter and seeing a lot of uh, positive and inspirational quotes. Is there one quote or mantra that stands out to you or one that you live by more than others? You know, thankfully I'm married to a very positive person and I come from very positive parents. And for as long as I can remember, my dad has always said, make it a great day instead of have a great day because it's up to you to make it that way. Very cool. That's a, good quote that's awesome well thank yeah. you i mean casey you have completed rapid 10 that wasn't that hard now was it yeah <laughs> um so i mean it's been uh it's been great having you on um i haven't seen you or spoken to you since i met you at uh, michelle money's uh, charity event gosh that was that's years right. ago remember that i mean that was a long time ago so um, great keeping up with you. Uh, it's great to hear how everything has gone in your personal life. I'm sure you're enjoying Gaston, hopefully, or something, not enjoying Gaston, enjoying uh, uh, Ranger. Um, and, um, you know, maybe there's going to be Ranger siblings on the way, maybe. I mean, do you have a plan for more? You, guys you never more? know. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want him to have a sibling. Okay. I think Very everybody cool. needs somebody to pull their hair a little bit and yeah. make them rough. And tough. Well, I'm sure we will uh, all hear about it. We follow you on uh, on Twitter and Instagram. So, Casey, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I'm sure the uh, listeners will, too. Well, thank you for having me. It was great getting to talk to you and go down memory lane a little bit. You got it. Thanks, Casey. Thanks, Steve. Thanks to Casey for that. Really good to hear from her and just kind of reminisce about her time on Ben's season. It is kind of funny just to think about the fact that most people don't remember she went back on Sean's season, and I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it because it was only three episodes. Nothing major really happened. She did address, you know, kind of how she went on it and why she went on it, but looking back on it, she obviously would have thought about it more and not done it if she had her way. But uh, it was great to hear from her. Um, you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Casey Gaston, and you can also probably get an update on what's happening with her family. Obviously, if she ends up having another child at some point, which she said she wants to do, I think it will be out there in the internet world and entertainment sites if uh, Casey uh, does have another child at some point. So definitely keep in touch with that with her. And again, thanks, Casey, for coming on and joining podcast number nine as the second consecutive former contestant for podcast number 10 next week. I'm working on something that uh, should be pretty big. Um, I don't know if it'll get done this week. I definitely think they will be on at some point. Um, 
It's just a matter of when we can arrange the schedules to get it done. Okay, let's get to our caller, our Dr. Reality Steve caller. She is Amanda. She lives in Chicago. Amanda, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Steve. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, I know you have a recent major event in your life that kind of went awry. So why don't you uh, begin telling me and telling the audience a little bit about that? Sure. Um, So I was engaged. Well, I was dating this guy for five years and we've been engaged for a year and a half. And I thought everything was going great. And, you know, we were in the process of planning a wedding. And fast forward to about six weeks ago, which was a year to the date before our wedding day. um, He sent me a text in the morning saying that he wanted to talk to me. And I thought it was revolving around work. And so when I met up with him at his house later on that night, he kind of um, blindsided me. He said, um, I love you so much, but I'm not in love with you. Oh, oh, the dreaded, the dreaded, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, especially (laughs) for with an engagement. Okay. Continue. Yeah, no, it's fine. So, um, I was completely blindsided and I was kind of thinking, okay, we're just going to call off the wedding. And he, instead of just calling off the wedding completely ended our relationship. And so that was like the second bomb that was dropped on me. And, um, I I don't know. I'm, I just was completely blindsided because it wasn't like we were fighting. It wasn't like we were arguing all the time. Um, I thought we were pretty happy and, um, we had some life events that had been leading up to that. Like we went and looked at a house with my parents. Um, we had been making steps forward on the house. And so I thought that, you know, everything was great. And so that's kind of where I'm lost in all of this is because I never got like any like pump the brakes or, you know, like hold back signals from him. Yeah. So I think that was the hardest part of all. So you here you are. This happened six weeks ago. Yes. So early, early December, like right after Thanksgiving. So have you done whatever's been necessary to cancel all wedding stuff? Or have you left yes. it open to so, leave out hope were to for hope. No, we called, well, we called all the vendors, called everything off. Um, we split cause we had been, um, we had shared a, a bank account. Mm-hmm. So we split all that up. Um, the only thing that's been weird is, uh, he hasn't sold my engagement ring because we were going to split the profits from that. And, um, there's been like a few other random things that like he won't send to me, even though I've asked him to, and my thought process on that is because like he kind of likes having something that keeps me close to him mm-hmm. um, that he can kind of hold over my head, I guess I would say. So I'm assuming you moved out immediately or he moved out. What was yeah, the so he mo- Yeah, so he moved out immediately and moved um, downtown. So this happened on December 2nd and by um, before Christmas, he was already downtown. Where are you at with your relationship with him right now? In is in the last six weeks, how many times have you spoken to him? Um, the first couple, like the first week or so, I say I would say we talked every day because we were like trying to figure things out. And I'll be honest, I think I was in shock, and so like I hadn't grieved and didn't really understand like what was happening. Um, but as of probably right after Christmas, we stopped talking completely. Um, because it was just getting too hard for me. And I just didn't like, I didn't like that he was holding things over my head, that he was doing things like vindictively not sending me stuff of mine. And so I just cut off all contact completely. So, so since Christmas, basically nothing. Yes. Gosh, I mean, is there anything out there in terms of Obviously, when someone breaks up with you that suddenly, and especially if it's an engagement, Mm -hmm. um, is there another woman in the picture anywhere? I thought there, well, I'll say this. I never thought there was, um, but I've kind of kept in contact with one of his best friends. And that was one of the questions his best friend asked him, you know, was like, is there another woman? And there's not. And I, I always knew that. Um, I never questioned his loyalty. And so that's, that's the other hard part is, you know, it would be so easy for me to be like, oh, he's moving downtown to, you know, go meet all these women and get some action. But 
that's not his personality. And I, I know there's not another woman and I know that's not what he's doing. So that's, that's the other facet of it where I just don't understand how this all happened. So his only reason has been, he's just giving you the, uh, I, I love you, but I'm not in love with you. That's, I mean, when you talked about it more after that, did he ever go into detail? Did he ever give any specifics? Um, I asked him about that, like probably like two or three weeks after it happened, I called him and I was asking him, you know, how do you think we handled, you know, conflict? How do you think we communicated? Because I was waiting for him to say something like, I didn't think we were compatible long-term or anything like that. And he kept saying that him and I are fundamentally perfect together, but he's just not in love with me. And so that, that's super frustrating for me as well. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's something that he could, I guess, be a little more forthcoming with. Uh, it's almost like he's holding something back, and obviously, I don't know him, so I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. Um, but to call off a wedding that abruptly, and then, like you said, not like, hey, can we tap the brakes? Can we maybe? postpone it, it was, we're done and we're canceling the wedding. And I'm sure that wasn't your idea. It was more his. (laughs) Yeah, it was not my idea at all. And, and like you said, that's, what's kind of tough is there hasn't been any reason why. Um, the only thing I can think of is that, you know, this was not like our best year in our relationship. You know, the past six months have been a little crazy with everything going on. Um, but I never, ever thought it was that bad to the point where, you know, we wouldn't move forward or, you know, even at the point where we'd call off the wedding, let alone our whole relationship. What have your friends of friends that know him said? Have they given you any hints to anything? I, I mean, do you have friends that know him and are reporting back to you kind of? Kind of yeah. like from Taylor Swift's song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly what's been happening. Um, his friends think he's the biggest idiot, and they've told him that. And um, they were completely blindsided by it, too. Like, nobody has ever said, oh, you know, we saw this coming, or, you know, he had doubts about it. I mean, it literally was like he just woke up one morning and snapped. Um, but they said he's having a really rough time. Um, I know he's drinking a lot, but, I mean. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> was he a dr- I mean, was he a drinker when you were together? Was this an issue? Uh, no, no, not not at all. I mean, he would go out with his friends and have a couple beers at the bar, but it was nothing like it is now. So I guess he's just really inside his own head, probably struggling with the decision on that. So I don't know. Okay, um, I'm, I'm I'm looking this over, and I'm just like, it's it's tough because without knowing him, and obviously without having sp- spoken to him or people that know him, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's tough to say, but in just moving forward, what if this guy comes to you in a couple weeks, a month, two months down the road and says, I made a mistake. I want you back. I mean, I, I know that probably your inclination is to at least say, yeah, that'd be great because this is what I wanted. But is there a part of you that's like, how can I trust this guy? He already backed out on me once, and what changed his mind? How was he not? How did he love me and was not in love with me two months ago, and now he's coming back and he is? So yeah, that's that's kind of the mental struggle that I've been having is because um, everybody keeps saying they think he's going to come back, and if he does, I mean, I don't trust him, and I mean, how can I mean I'm not in love with him anymore because I mean he did this to me, he completely blindsided me, and so. Um, if he were to come back, I think we would honestly have to go to counseling just to try and like rekindle our friendship and, you know, start dating, but not like dating exclusively because I mean, it would take a long time to build that trust back up. And not only just with me, but I mean, with my family and my friends, because, you know, he became a part of their life and, you know, they blindsided, he blindsided them as well. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, if this is going to continue forward, if he does come back, and says he wants to try this out, I would think counseling is the first thing you, you need to do. I don't think you guys could do this on your own. Um, I don't think so either. <laughs> it, would, it would run through your head too much. You'd have way too many questions. Um, anytime that there was a disagreement or an argument, you're probably going to immediately start thinking, is he going to leave me? Um, it just doesn't... I mean, where, where where your head is at right now, if you had to put a percentage on it, 
do you think what percentage do you think he's going to change his mind? Um, probably about 70, 75. Okay. So you think he's coming back at some point? Yeah. Yeah. I think he is. And you would look into counseling at that point. I I think we'd have to, like you said, I don't think there'd be another choice other than for us to both like put our feelings out on the table in a completely with a completely unbiased person. Yeah. And I also think that there is something that he's not telling you and I don't know what it is. I, like I said, I don't, I don't, necessarily believe it. it it is another woman um i don't necessarily believe it's how how you guys were engaged you guys have been yeah. uh, you were a couple for five years and you've been engaged for the last year and a half uh sorry we were a couple for about three and a half or three years engaged for three and a half years dating a year and a half engaged and how long and then we would how long did you know sorry. him before that um we've known each other for 10 years so I knew him for five years before that. And we just kept coming back to each other. So I don't know. Gosh. It just seems he, I mean, I think the thing that confuses me is I was never pushing for an engagement or for the wedding. And it was, it was pretty much all him. And so I guess if I had been pushing for these things, I could rationalize in my head that, you know, I pushed him to it. Definitely. But since, since I wasn't, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of lost on how, you know, a year and a half ago, he was so in love with me that he could propose. And then, you know, a year and a half later, it's just done. Yeah. And it sounds like, like you said, last six months or a year haven't been great and seems whatever stressful on his end. But to just, like I said, to immediately jump to we're done and canceling a wedding as opposed to, you know, babe, I've had a lot on my mind. Can we not talk wedding stuff? And can we not? It's just too much. It just seems that there's too much of a a fluctuation there of what he did do versus what he probably should have done. And I don't exactly. know why, I don't know what caused this guy to do that. And like you said, it doesn't sound like anything catastrophic happened in your relationship. Could someone easily, could it, could it be cold feet? Uh, I guess, but again, that's, that's more cause for postponement than it is. We're done. Exactly. And there's, I, I don't and there's been no and there's been no contact with him since Christmas. Like he doesn't send yeah. you texts. Like has he apologized for any of this? Yeah. Or he did. He did send me a text. What was it? Two weeks ago. Um, and he sent it. It was I guess Sunday night into Monday morning. So three forty five Monday morning. Oh boy. And so I knew he was struggling mentally with it because I mean he used to. I mean I've never seen him stay up that late ever. And he. Um, I wanted one of the Yeti coolers we had and Mm -hmm. he, he wasn't giving it to me. And so finally he was like, you can have the cooler. Um, and then he's like, I'm sorry. And then for all of this, but then that's, that's all that. And I didn't respond after that. He sends a text at three 45 in the morning about a cooler. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and then says, sorry, like, Oh God, when you said three 40 in the morning, I thought it was, uh, you know, booty call or something like that. No, no, no. we haven't Hmm. had any contact besides that. Wow. I mean, this is, it sucks. I mean, I'm sure you've, yeah. this, this happened, you know, a couple of weeks before Christmas. I'm sure you're just like, you yeah, know, Christmas what, was rough. <laughs> what is going on? I mean, I'm, is your family out there at least? Did you spend Christmas with family? Yeah, yeah I that, did. That's right. You said your dad. Yeah. Okay. Um, they, they, I think almost have a harder time with it than I do because they were just as they were just as shocked as I was. And, um, I've talked to his family about it and they were shocked and, you know, they think we were the perfect couple and, you know, they're upset about it too, because they became like a second family. So everybody's just kind of been reeling from this, I guess is the best word. And maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's one of those things where the pressure of living up to this, everyone's telling you that you're the perfect couple and he, Maybe he doesn't think you are in the back of his head or something along those lines where coupled with everything else in the terms of the pressure you said of the last year and house yeah. house hunting and stuff like that. I mean, I, I mean, this is a head scratcher, really. I mean, I, <laughs> I wish I could offer uh, better advice. I think from this point forward, I think the best thing you can do is if he does come back, you know, because basically if he doesn't come back, then it's just get on with your life, start dating again mm-hmm. and. And move on from it as hard as that may be. 
Um, but if it is something along the lines of he starts slowly creeping back into your life and apologizing and realizing he made a mistake, then yes, I would absolutely not throw something away for a guy that you've known 10 years, been dating for five and, you know, or dating three and a half then engaged the last year and a half. I obviously wouldn't throw that away. And if he did come back, you know, tread with caution and talk to somebody, but I think I think you're in the right headspace at least to where you 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 can kind of see what's going on here and yeah you don't seem like freaking out. Maybe you had your freak out earlier you know, in <laughs> December and you were more it seems like you're way rational for somebody who 6 weeks ago had a wedding canceled on her. Okay. That's a, that's a great way to think about it. Thanks, Steve. So, no problem. Um thank you Amanda for this call. I hope I helped in 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 some way and definitely uh keep me updated on email and uh I will, you know, give any updates I can to the readers who listen to this. So, thanks again for calling. I appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Well, that'll do it for podcast number 9. Thank you all for tuning in. I want to thank our guests again, Casey Gaston and Amanda from Chicago. Really Nice conversations I had with both of them. Really enjoyed having them on. So until next week, as I said, I'm working on a fairly big guest from the franchise, and hopefully it can get done and we can have that for you next week. I do think this person will be on at some point. Uh, I'm trying to get it for next week. If not, I'm sure we'll get somebody in there that's just as good of a guest, if not better, but um, definitely looking to have them on in the future. So Keep it right here. I will keep you updated on the realitysteve.com website when we do get that guest going. But we will be back next Thursday regardless with podcast number 10. Obviously, next week also, Tuesday, your Reality Steve recap of Bachelor episode number 5. Wednesday will be reader emails. Then next Thursday, your Dr. Reality Steve emails along with podcast number 10. So thank you all again for tuning in. I really appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week. See you.